Welcome to another episode of Dan's Den Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today's episode is me and my buddy Matt just kind of shooting the breeze a little bit. We wander through a few different topics and just having a good time. In the episode description, I list some of the things that we talk about today. Also, in the episode description, you can find a link to send in voice messages, interact with us a little bit, and also you'll see a link describing Operation Stand Down Rhode Island, the nonprofit organization supporting veterans. Please check them out. Again, me and Matt are just having fun in this conversation. Hope you enjoy. Oh, is this on? Oh, yeah, it is on. Yeah. I was like, why do I sound so good? It sounds good, and then <laughs> you lean away. Hey, and, yeah, there you go. We're What's recording here, so we got another episode. Dan's Den, March 8th, 2023. Matt Morocco's in the house. We just finished our uh, scientific portion. Yo, yo, yo. With some research about psychedelics. Now we just get to bullshit a little bit. Joey Diaz over here. Cocksuckers, how's it going? Let me tell you about this one time in Jersey. I was on coke in the eighties, right? <laughs> Man, I I fell off hard from Joey Diaz. Like you know, I was I used me to too. watch the church pretty regularly, yeah. and slowly started fading away from that. But that's because I started catching the patterns that, like, okay, this is just coke stories from the eighties. And when when you know he's hilarious when he's on, I couldn't imagine what it's like editing that guy because I know like I start mumbling sometimes and oh it just leans away from the mic and it's like this and, oh, so and then hot. it's super loud out of nowhere <laughs> and then it's just like impossible. I wouldn't imagine and like I was trying to I was telling you the other night about like the editing and I'll show you to it afterwards, but you can yeah. like zoom into this thing. So it it comes out in waves, but you isolate this like little section and you zoom in to the point where it's like you know, just little tiny slivers of time. I don't know, like, how small they are. Okay. But, like... You gotta show me this stuff. And it's, uh, you know, the other day we were talking about, like, time travel and all that, and, like, we were kind of doing, like, a weird time editing thing on here anyway, where it's just, you know, we're taking little pieces out that's almost just like a, a space dimension, but it's just moving time around. Yeah, and isn't that kind of how some theorize, like, these supposed UFOs travel? Like, they're traveling through, like, slivers of time. If you take time and make it into like figure like a fan and you travel through it it's quick you, you know what i mean because you're going oh like the space folded on itself yes so, there we go yeah we're not like actually going through time rather than bringing the space to yes. you yes 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 <laughs> you yes, uh yes, yes. you listen to any of those those jre episodes with eric weinstein oh yeah that smart motherfucker he's like too much sometimes dude. he's like too smart but then I, he's like a mathematician right i think that's his his wheelhouse so they started talking about ufos and stuff because eric is is one of the the people from that thing of like kind of like you're wasting my time with like the 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 science fiction type stuff but then he kind of flipped his view that a lot of people that he respects with that uh you know that that are just respected in mathematics and physics and stuff are kind of taking some of these things seriously so he any good scientist is like, oh, let me take a step back, reevaluate here. So it's super interesting listening to a, a, a mathematician who, they, these guys are geniuses. Like their their language is mathematics and like yep. it's so fluid and hearing him describe like, like what would have to happen for certain things to take place. And I can't even do a good job of recapping it, but like it's, it's always interesting li- like listening to people kind of, be able to adjust their their way of thinking now which one's eric and which one's brett brett's the biologist so he's um he's the one always talking about covid with the curly hair yeah exactly he's brett he's brett 
Eric is okay. Yeah, and I'm just super interested in listening to him talk about that shit, man, because, like, beyond our comprehension, but, like, they do a good job of bringing it back to, yeah. you know, Joe will say, like, oh, like, so what, what do you mean by that? Or just know the right questions to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of Joe's gift. I think that's kind of his role on that. Yeah, and like you said, like, sometimes, like, he's, he's not challenging people, but if he goes into it knowing that this is going to be a debate, he'll pause people and and do that but most of the time like you said he's just letting them kind of go eric i I, I never know if it's weinstein or weinstein all i know is that mel brooks told me it's frankenstein yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about these guys he was talking about how in in his field and like academia and all of that like he's almost kind of looked at as an outcast or or a quack for even considering some of this stuff and it reminds me of uh that dude Graham Hancock, who kind of like, they call him like a pseudo archaeologist. Although like, you know, he's an historian and an author in his own way, but sure. So he's not like an established archaeologist in that sense, but he's doing that work in a different way. So uh, his, his series, uh, Ancient Apocalypse came out Mm -hmm. and most of the stuff I, I see him kind of talk about like the mainstream critics want to shut me down and this and that. And it just, it seems like the same thing that Eric's going through with kind of acknowledging or being more open-minded to stuff like UFOs and that kind of resistance to um, it being like accepted or whatever. And part of that makes sense. You know, science doesn't just welcome everything in, Yeah. but then the other, the flip side is that the business side of it, like protecting your essentially your, your field of study from, there's just a lot of like prestige and um, accolades. But it's also what we're told is happening. So that's also what Eric and Graham tell us is happening. For all we know, like, I mean, if we were to ask those people that are doing that to them, that are pushing back to them, they would say, no, that's not what's happening. These two guys are very wrong on whatever, X, Y, and Z. And what you're hearing is us struggling to try to, you know, and he's gay. He's on Joe Rogan, so he's gaining popularity. And just like the alternative medicine, you know what I mean? How, how, much, how much of it is truth? You know yeah, I mean? with, with Graham's stuff, dude. Like, he had an example. He, he put that shit in his show that, like, he did get a letter from like the organizations of one of these old old uh, archaeological sites saying uh-huh. that we're not going to let you into this like public place yep 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 just because of of who you are not, yeah yeah and and you know obviously he's treating the the site with respect and he's trying to bring more light and knowledge to it but because it he's bringing in um, proposals that alters the timeline of when this stuff actually happened and was built, it shakes everything up. So you can imagine, like, there should be some resistance, like, hey, let's check this. Does it, though? Does it shake things up? How much does it really? <laughs> I keep thinking of Shane Gillis when he talks about, like, when he first saw it. And he was like, yeah, man, did you see it? And his buddy, his buddy there, Matt, was like, no. He's like, yeah, apparently, like, you know, stuff might be older than we thought. And then he shrugs. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, well, we're talking like... What's the implication? So let me take the joke. Stop trying to be funny. What is... 50,000 years of a difference or, or longer. So, right, meaning... So we were more advanced and... What, help me understand because it seems like almost a mute point because like even if you give it... Like, ah, oh, just give it to him. Give, give Graham what he's saying. It doesn't really change anything. We're still... We still know what we know about physics. We still know what we know about math. We still, I mean, what we know about history, obviously, would then be, you know, agreed upon that it's wrong, you know, 
at least that segment of it yeah. that we're discussing. So I don't but know. I can't what, think what of like a change? practical application. Ex- yeah, I can't ex- understand why. He's except so... that collectively, as humans, we're way more advanced than we've been thought to believe. The so one that we see now, like through the radar systems where they can penetrate under the ground, they can see that there's like other things built on it, and then like another larger one underneath. So like implications that tens of thousands of years was separated between these things so like we were super advanced at one point got wiped out the the, the whole thing generally is that about 11,000 years ago they, there was this massive global flood that we can find evidence for in multiple parts of the world but that that pretty much wiped out humanity to like the fucking bare strings and we're kind of rebuilt from there rather than 10,000 years ago we were hunter gatherers because like we were trying to come back from this cataclysm and Mm. then they tie it to a lot of um, religious mythology has a great flood something along those lines mixed in so we, we started realizing that this isn't just like some kind of like fable story it's more of like a collective human memory in a sense um, so, you know, it's it's fascinating. And, and at, at best, it's just for people that are super into history, it kind of gives like another point of view. And we'll see how it turns out if like the books will get rewritten. But ultimately, yeah, it's not going to change our day to day lives. Now, is he is he implying that they were more advanced than we are today? Like how because like I know. I've heard him and Randall talk about the, you know, maybe moving the building of the pyramids was done through vibrations and things like that. Right. That's so a good is that point. is that the is that the ultimate point that I mean, I know they're just trying to prove that, you know, like you, what you just said. But are they doing it because the ultimate goal is to then take it to the next step and say we were more advanced? Or yeah, I be. think it's more along those lines. Could be like a combination of just, yeah, you know, we're not like necessarily more advanced to today. But that, like, well, know, if they were moving, building pyramids with vibrations, I mean, that's, that's more crazy. than we're, what we're doing. But that's still like a big central question: is we don't know how they did this stuff. Yeah, that we we know we know that the stones came from certain quarries, hundreds, uh, you know, however many miles away. It doesn't matter if it's one mile away. It's just the fact, like, how did you guys get these giant stones here? You know, so I don't know. I'm like super uneducated in that stuff so that's why like i'm looking at it like open-minded like okay maybe but you know you start thinking about too like if what would be the benefit of mainstream i can't say academia but archaeology maybe why would they not want to admit that so or I could, if it's the only thing i could think of is if it's wrong again i've never heard i've never heard anyone speak on this but the people on the side of it so I don't know what the rebuttal is. I have no idea. But there is a rebuttal, obviously, you know, and a strong, passionate rebuttal, like you said. What other motivation well, could they be? people's careers and, and entire, like, universities and, like, academic courses are built on this timeline. So not only would that say all of this doesn't mean anything But anymore. they wouldn't crumble. They wouldn't crumble if you change the time. They would still be there and be necessary to teach the new, you know, to be there to be the source of the teaching of the new timeline. That's what I would like to think. That's what, like, because even, like, when he's like, oh, they're out to get me, and it's like, why in the world would they give a crap? You know what I mean? No, would- I definitely see that. Like, Graham's leaning into that too hard, and that's kind of yeah. what I was circling back around to, is that, like, in the light of him promoting this whole thing, it, it says, like, you know, this article called this dangerous and this and that. And part of that is him leaning into the 
the clicks and, and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I understand I that see. part. I see. But in, in, you know, they've had between all the conversations that they've, they've had on these podcasts, like he's had dozens of hours of explaining where it's coming from. So it's, you know, it's not just like he put out this series and then he's trying to defend it. Like he was, he's been working on this stuff for 20 years, you know, so it's, it's well documented. And, and if nothing else, it just shows that there were, multiple cultures throughout the world that could not have communicated otherwise that were doing similar things with tracking the stars and you know watching the skies and then we start to learn like why is that oh it's because a collective human memory one time there was fire coming from the skies and it fucked everything up and then that led to you know floods and stuff like that so they they think that one of these asteroids or comets somewhere in the arctic circle that impact changed the the status quo so like there was just massive flooding all of this ice water's melting and ruin society so wait but wouldn't it wouldn't doesn't a meteorite cause an ice age because it like blackens out the sun yeah no, so it's a volcano well i think it's a little bit of both so i think like the heat and the impact melted a ton of shit but then it you know put all that up in the atmosphere and probably who knows how long the environment was all fucked up for now where did where was it that that it was claimed the youngest Dryas happened. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think they call it the the younger Dryas. Younger Dryas. So that I think they refer to that as like a time period. Oh. So like the younger Dryas was like a small age. I think oh. I think maybe Dryas is like an age, and then there's a younger. I mean, I could actually probably just yeah, Jamie so my way up here on the. Uh, Got this. Multitask. It says the Younger Dryas impact hypothesis contends that an extraterrestrial object exploded over North America, initiating the Younger Dryas cold event, the extinction of many North American megafauna, and the demise of the Clovis archaeological culture. Love that word, megafauna. It's a cool word. It's just so Jurassic. Megafauna. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, we, we imagine like what the fuck that would look like uh, i mean something that massive just fucking up the whole planet and that humanity was uh, around at that time and that we survived through that shit man and that is somehow in our dna today like you know direct descendants or not like we're all i wonder what we lost though i mean that that would be interesting like if we were far more civilized than a history written thought and we lost so much knowledge. So that's you know? part of it. That's part of the stuff of like what we would gain by acknowledging that stuff's older. Is like maybe we would be able to allocate more resources to digging and, and actually finding stuff. Maybe. We need to add to our list for us for the segment, our other segment that we record. Gramcock, he needs to, Hancock needs to go on there. We need to just put Graham Hancock on there and research and study like, oh, and no, or Graham Hank, anti Graham Hancocks. And we need to hear like, what do they have to say? Why are they pushing back? Why are they, you know what I mean? I've heard Graham call out people to debate him and nobody's Graham Cock. Graham Cock is the, uh, <laughs> that's his superhero name. <laughs> I like it. Da, da, da. I don't know. I, I, I've heard him actively call people out. Like, let's debate this stuff. And nobody's stepping up. And part of it is because like, maybe people don't want to feel like they're feeding into it. But I'm, I don't know. I think I do remember reading something that um, Graham, I think him and on Rogan are organizing a, a legitimate debate 
but I think it's going to be the, yes. end of, the end of this year. I think I remember reading like October yes. 23 or something. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. that's coming because they should restructure the debate. I hope they don't use like that old English. You know what I mean? They're cause, well, they're off formats and they do work and they serve a purpose and they've been around forever and ever and ever. But I bet you we could come up with a new system. The new system is fucking what JRE is doing. That's what we already have. There he, you go. He's already That's done a I few, mean. man. They, they did one with, well, like marijuana or something. They, they, oh, that a, guy. Yeah, yeah. The journalist. They've done a few, man. They, they did some stuff with the UFOs. I know like they didn't necessarily have like a, a full pro con with that, but... You know they're already establishing that because, so, like you said, the that old format of like you're gonna get five minutes to speak or something or yeah yeah where it's timed and you only got so many minutes like that doesn't work no we, we know that doesn't we've seen like there's some good ones where like Joe's essentially the moderator and he's gonna slow people down explain that and then you know make it so people aren't talking over each other yeah. and keep it civilized so hopefully I'm... he does it enough time where you can where we can then take find a structure a formula a new formula the long form formula debate you know what i mean debate formula whatever it is well i don't know it's, i think it's super fluid nowadays like there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to do it well i bet i bet that if he did it enough he would pick up on points like upon review be like oh at that point i should have stopped that guy from talking or i should have directed that or gave him more time or should yeah. you know what i mean like so that's why there's like it at a point it's that's where they probably that was their goal with the initial formats of debate was to you know this is a fair and even balanced we now both sides know the playing field so we both can fight a fair fight but we know that it's just it doesn't get us all it does is that style of debate someone wins doesn't get us to truth doesn't get us to the end what's the truth it just someone does outperforms the other side and within this time, they, they they win the game. The fact know? that we still do this stuff for presidential like debates and stuff it's like that. Ridiculous. I mean, like that's been a show since before we were born, but it's built off of the thing before there was like television. And I mean, I only hear about like Abraham Lincoln debates, and like back then is when they actually used to do that stuff with dignity. And it, it wasn't. Imagine a time before it was about like instant clicks and just getting like you know your stuff online. I couldn't imagine where it was actually about communicating with your countrymen and actually trying to like make a change rather than just the power hungry kind of. Well, I assume I assume it always had a little a little sophist sophist uh, 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 tint to it even back then when it was long form and speaking to the countrymen. I'm sure it was still persuasive speech, you know, winning out. <laughs> it's so kind of just messed up and kind of convoluted today from what i've seen from just media and that whole decline of the news and stuff because that's like watch news now man like we know it's kind of more entertainment and good for some people but as far as like you said like truth where it's more about opinion and emotion these days and mm -hmm. that's just as enter entertaining but yeah. if this is where you're going to make decisions about your family you know that's not the best place so on that note who's worse who's what's worse the debate or the dumbasses who put validity into it, put value into it. They subject value into it and say, yep, this is how we're going to determine. Yeah. And they sit down and they base their vote on these two-minute rhetoric snippets. You it, know, It's wild. It's, it's crazy that we still do that. Or is it the companies, the corporations that run commercials during, during it, whenever of it course. airs? Yeah, like, you know, it's which, all of that, definitely. So much. Were we talking the other day about... Um, 
um, I think I was mentioning about the the Russell Brand episode where they, I didn't he, get there yet. He brought up a great point talking about yeah. like how kind of interesting. Maybe he used the word ironic, but that Joe Biden is the president now, who's like this old frail dude that we're like you know seem like we're kind of keeping him plugged in, keeping him alive type mm-hmm. thing, but that he's the representation of this collapsing system that we're trying to hold up that we collectively don't believe in anymore and we're we're kind of watching it fail and it's this old outdated system and it's like so weird that we have this literal representation this guy who is like so out of touch with the common folk just holding up this old structure and we're physically holding this guy up too it's just not surprising and last last term we saw donald trump as a representation of like people saying like kind of like fuck the system type thing uh-huh. like we need something new so drain the swamp yeah but yeah whatever <laughs> like the hot keys were that he was saying during the time but like it's not surprising that we have this old dude representing you know the 70s and 80s of like that that's that whole time in, in politics where you could still get away with shit without public finding out and with the, <laughs> like the internet and stuff now where you know they could say whatever the fuck they wanted and like the white house press release was all there was yeah and now it's like <laughs> you know you see clips of that stuff online and it's, it's just it's so silly that there's still reporters in there and like you know we have one person speaking for the president like i, I they may they probably don't even meet they just get the sheet of what I think you know, he knows her name that's what I'm i saying. think it's a dude now but it was that woman for almost biden's whole uh, whole term yeah, yeah, I don't know. The they last... don't know each other. Well, I mean, she knows him, but I don't think he knows she exists. The only time I even saw a video of her was when they were showing that clip about Biden calling for somebody in the crowd that had died like three oh. months ago or something. <laughs> where, where, where is she? Oh, she, she must not be here. And she must not. And, and that, like, the represent the the speaker or whatever it is had to kind of backtrack and say like, oh well. He was. We were just talking about them, so it was top of mind for Biden, and then she top just of mind. kept saying top of kept mind. Saying top of mind. And then everybody's like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> and, and that, and that, yeah, she just says that and moves on top to the next mind. thing. Yeah, next, and then just that's it. And then it's like, okay, and you just and that. What about nine eleven? Top of mind. Yeah, for real. And just you just have to kind <laughs> of go with whatever. Top of mind. That whole thing, like it's almost like the the virus leak is like almost kind of more common now like more more people are like yo that probably happened like it's the most likely thing yo how wild is it that it's so rational and reasonable that that's what happened <laughs> it makes so much sense. but somehow the majority of us even the most skeptical of us were like nah probably a duty in a bat <laughs> and we're like yeah 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 that's it just right. shows like how fucking disconnected we all maybe still are but where when that came out is that like we we're all like yo whatever they tell us has got to be going on but you know you create so much fear out of it dude and that's decades of like miseducation about everything from health to like basic just I, I don't even know like what what you can do to strengthen your immune system we didn't start talking about this stuff for a year after that thing where it was like hey w- while we work on this pandemic are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting a little bit of sun? You, to change that, to change like our structure and our entire culture, <laughs> like to change like you know the eight-hour workday plus whatever you have to do after that means six, and then you finish with like six hours of sleep. And on top of that, you're going all that time like 
There's no time to meal prep and go shopping and then cook it and then package it and have it ready for the week. No, you're going to stop at Dunkin' Donuts and then at lunchtime you're going to stop at Sparrow's and so on and so forth. It's convenient. It's quick. It fits in with the the, the capitalistic, independent, yeah, individualistic society. Quick go, less sleep, like you're, you know, yeah. more productivity. Exactly. Go. Exactly. Yeah, but, but you're right. So some of that is... You know, I can't say it's intentional misinformation, but it's like it cre- we create this culture where you're looked at as weak or lazy if you prioritize sleep and stuff like that. Because you'll hear like, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead and like rise and grind and all of these stupid things that people say that have truth in them. But that doesn't mean that everybody should be able to be good off of four hours of sleep type thing. No. And I mean, we have there's like direct evidence now with lifetime sleep habits with chances of Alzheimer's and dementia later on in life. And that like, these are direct connections type things. So it's like, we could prevent some of this stuff. It's not going to clear stuff up. And yeah, you getting eight hours of sleep all week isn't going to make you completely avoid COVID, but it's a component. So like, we should have been saying that from the beginning, like, Hey, while we figure this out, let's um chill on the candy bars for a little bit. <laughs> let's let, you know what I mean? Like it's, we we saw the opposite. It was DoorDash and Grubhub. Everybody's getting pizza. Liquor stores stayed open, and it's like all of these things of like they started delivering. Actually, they, yeah, uh, man, they upped their service for real. Which like we can do better, and it's great for a couple <laughs> weeks because as Americans, yeah, maybe generally yeah. like, oh, this is a party, dude. Oh, I ordered. Yeah, <laughs> we were all there, dude. Everybody got Netflixed out in two weeks, and yeah. then. We didn't know what was going on. But then meanwhile, Amazon's swallowing up small businesses. We touched on this a little bit a couple weeks ago where like the mom and pop shops can't compete with that. They have to get shut down. That's because like state legislators or whoever's in charge is saying like, you know what? We gave you your business license right now. It's invalid. You'll get sued and shut down if you operate right now. And it's it's just wild that, you know, we're going to create the illusion of like, sole proprietors and business but any moment we just yank the rug and say like you know what like you still work for us essentially yeah illusion of freedom yeah i mean that's an important part but it's just it sucks i couldn't imagine somebody building a restaurant business or having that shit passed down from your family and then it's barely surviving restaurants especially right like they make well no they're doing great though if they made it through then they went there was a huge boost but not a lot of them made it survived you know I mean, some of that was necessary. We get it that, like, it was a lot of uncertainty, sure. But, like, we pretty quickly seemed like a lot of the evidence wasn't adding up, that, like, the death toll online every day. And, like, somehow the Rhode Island Department of Health is sending emails with deaths from COVID and all of this. And then, you know, they were doing what they thought was right. But then we all, I think, collectively took a step back. A lot of those numbers were... I don't want to say edited, but corrected to show that like, okay, how many of these were deaths because of COVID or people that died with COVID, you know, and some to some that's semantics, but that's a big deal early on when we're showing a million or half a million people dying of COVID. Yeah, um, were 400,000 of those 85 years old and like had bronchitis and like pneumonia and all that. And we, we, we didn't know enough about the populations where we have enough evidence now where it's like, sure, it was older populations that were at most at risk. And we have a few 20, 30 year olds, but for the most part, it's people with compromised immune systems and inclusive protocols to keep those populations safe, but then also allow people to go to work, dude. That was a rough time.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dan's Dan Podcast. Please make sure to follow and rate turn on the notifications so you can stay up to date with our latest releases. If you check out the episode description, there's a link to send in voice messages and also a link there to check out Operation Stand Down Rhode Island, which is a nonprofit organization supporting veterans. Share these episodes if you think anybody might be interested. Thanks again for listening and hope you join us for next time.